0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, April 28th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's State lines: Extending air and water grants. Lawmakers seek equity in organic. UK hopes on trade pact and black farmer premiums challenged. Broad support for air and water efficiency grants. An assembly committee has advanced a measure that would reauthorize the Carl Moyer Incentives Program at the Air Resources Board. Since its inception in 1998, the program has replaced more than 68,000 engines and trucks, ag equipment and buses, lowering emissions and reducing smog. Republican Assemblymember Heath Flora of Ripon praised it as one of the most successful programs in his district. A host of ag organizations dialed in their support for the bill, A separate committee approved a measure to extend CDFA's water efficiency program and codify it into state law. It's really helping our farming members adapt to climate change, drought impacts, and pursue water and energy efficiencies through their irrigation systems, said California Farm Bureau policy advocate Taylor Roshan. A UC Cooperative Extension advisor added that funding the program on a continuous basis would help growers to be quick on their feet and react to droughts and provide more long-term certainty for their investments. Farm Bureau raising flags with Organic Equity Program. The Assembly Ag Committee passed a measure yesterday that would establish a program to support underserved farmers transitioning to organic certification. The three-year process for cutting out synthetic pesticides and fertilizers can be costly and prohibitive, according to the bill's proponents. California Farm Bureau's Taylor Roshan agreed, it's tough to be organic and everyone deserves a seat at the table. But she argued, if the table is not big enough, you don't build a new table for somebody else. You make the table bigger, you scrooge down, you make your room. She raised concerns over the bill creating a new program within CDFA's equity office rather than add to the existing organic programs or place it within the Environmental Farming Office. United Kingdom paving the way for eventual U.S. trade pact. The U.K. sent its top agriculture official to the U.S. this week in an effort to lay the groundwork for an eventual trade agreement with the U.S., UK Secretary of State for Environment, uh, Food and Rural Affairs, George Eustace met with Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack as well as lawmakers, farmers and agribusiness leaders before returning to London last night. The long and short of it is, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the UK government are still very keen to progress a UK-US trade agreement, Eustace said at the British ambassador's residence in Washington. Eustace says the British are well aware that the Biden administration is not yet ready to begin negotiating new trade deals, but his government hopes that will change. USDA taps emergency funding for war impact. The Biden administration will spend $282 million on domestic commodities, such as wheat, as a part of a food aid package for Yemen and five African nations experiencing severe drought and food insecurity, USDA and the U.S. Agency for International Development said yesterday. Commodities being purchased are hard red winter wheat, soft white wheat, yellow split peas, lentil, sorghum, and vegetable oil, RUSF, that's ready-to-use supplemental food, and super cereal plus, a USDA spokesperson said. Commodities will arrive at their destinations approximately three months after their call forwarded by the U.S. They must be purchased, transported to a U.S. port, and then shipped to their final destination, the spokesperson said. USDA is tapping the Bill Emerson Humanitarian Trust for the first time since 2014 to buy the commodities. That is the full amount of funding available through that account. You can read our full report at agripulse.com scott discusses legislative fix for coming cattle markets the house ag committee chairman david scott of georgia closed a hearing yesterday with executives of the four largest meat packers saying the committee will consider legislation addressing cattle market reforms scott's told the leaders of cargill jbs national beef and tyson foods i look forward to working with you as we develop the legislative fix to this great challenge He gave no indication of whether that fix would include Senate bills sponsored by GOP Senators Deb Fisher of Nebraska and Charles Grassley of Iowa that would empower the USDA to mandate cash trading on a regional basis. The executives denied under oath that they had colluded to drive down prices paid to cattle producers. By the way, cattle producers would be facing another challenge in the coming months that's a new, That's according to a new report from CoBank saying consumers may reduce their beef consumption as retail beef prices continue to climb. The sharply higher costs for feed, energy, and labor have yet to fully impact wholesale and retail meat prices, but that will soon change. And as consumers notice their dollar is not going as far as it used to, they may trade down at the meat case with chicken being the primary beneficiary. That the word of Brian Ernst, leading ag protein economist for CoBank. Cargill slammed over black farmer initiatives. During Wednesday's hearing, Republicans on the House Ag Committee challenged Cargill CEO David McLennan over a program that pays a premium to black farmers for cotton. Cargill started the program at the request of retail giant Target plans to expand to other minority farmers and women clinton said i hope you get sued over that representative austin scott the georgia republican told him i think that's illegal and unconstitutional McClennan insisted it's fair to target assistance to minority farmers i don't think white men are underrepresented in the farming industry today he said in a statement sent to agripulse after the hearing scott said quote paying farmers a different price for products based solely on race is unfair and un-American. Here's today's He Said It. By ensuring a legal and reliable agricultural workforce, we can secure our food supply, strengthen our national security, and avert disaster. That Representative Dan Newhouse of Washington urging the Senate to take up the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would expand the H-2A visa program and provide legal status for current farm workers who don't have it. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, April 28th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.